the road to recovery. You might be cruising down it. A friend or family member lost on it. Or the road is, well, still under construction. Relevant Recovery Radio is about getting to that destination of normal health, mind, or strength. Now, Relevant Recovery Radio, here to give you the keys, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Hello. Welcome to this episode of Relevant Recovery Radio. We're your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier. Glad you're with us. Uh, This show, Relevant Recovery Radio, is sponsored by the Matthews Hope Foundation. We have a two-week detox inside St. Joseph, followed with two years of free aftercare and recovery coaching. So if you or a loved one uh, would like information about our program or our help with substance use disorder, please feel free to visit our website, www.mhdrp.org. Mahurpaderp.org. Or you can give us a call, 844-263-4673. And as usual, you're listening to us on KPRC 950 in Houston, Sundays at 1 o'clock. H-Town. In the H. Um, If you're not in the H, you can listen to us on the KPRC 950 app or on the the channel that's on the iHeartRadio app. And then every Sunday after our shows, they upload us to the iHeartRadio app. If you have nothing better to do with your life, you can go back and listen to past shows. Um, you can just listen to two idiots pontificate. Hey, about I think we're their... great. Oh, okay. I like my pontificating. Uh, you're good at it. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, so welcome to the show. We have two very cool guests that I'm excited to introduce yeah, in studio with like us today. Family with us. Donnie's stuck in studio with three women, first of all. So let's just pray. Will's backing me up. <laughs> we have my best friend, Gay. Welcome, Gay. Hi. And her daughter, Kate. Welcome, Kate. Hello. Here's- and and, and- Gay has been on the show before. Gay was on one of our first shows, in yep, fact. Yeah, with, with her husband, with Chris. With her husband, her better half, Chris. Well, the man who kept the family together. He <laughs> is the hero. It is a hero's story. Yeah. He made sure that, you know, we mentioned it, that none of this would be possible without him. him. Yeah, yes. he's the savior. Now that we've elevated him. <laughs> yeah. Now, now because we elevated him, I believe we can talk trash about him the rest of the show. Yeah. This is like a bless your... That's yeah. actually we'll the tell topic the truth today. Now. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually the topic today is crap talking Chris. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So All right. Sounds like, good. You know, bless his heart, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. So now, I'm excited to have them on the show because if you're listening, you're going to hear about addiction from a multitude of perspectives because right now... Gay is sober. You have nine years sober. Nine years. And then her daughter, Kate, is turning one next month when you're sober. (laughs) Now, you're not actually one. What what is your age, literally? 20-something. I am 23. Yeah. And so I'm so excited because you grew up with an alcoholic mom. So let's start there. What was some of the things you watched and experienced as just being a child of an active alcoholic? Yeah. So growing up, I remembered, like, my parents... Uh, would party a lot and I thought it was normal and then the party continued even when everybody was gone um, and it brought a lot of anger between me and my mom it was like I resented her for drinking so much question was this your biological father that you're talking about with the party in or was this with Chris no with Chris yeah I have no recollection recollection of my mom and my birth father Got being it. together Got yeah. it. none okay. at all um, but yeah so there was a lot of like resentment and anger Um, and I think when I found out, you know, that she was an alcoholic, that was, um, a, like, I didn't understand it. Right. Um, and so Chris, uh, Mm -hmm. took me to a 12 step program for For children. Uh 
of um, alcoholics. It's like Alateen or something. Yeah, Alateen. Okay. Um, and so that was like the first times I guess I was, you know, introduced and found out what alcoholism really was because mm-hmm. I had seen it everywhere, right? Like it was normal like to you. It was I, normal. I think that my brother Scott. Scott, if you listen to this, you'll have to tell me later if I'm correct, still harbors resentment. Uh, Because when I got put in rehab at 15 and a half years old for a year, my mom forced him to go to Alateen, and I think he's still angry about it. Did did, did you enjoy Alateen, or were you resentful about it? Um, I was resentful about it because when we, the first time I ever went, it was like, me and one other kid yeah. and it was like this is weird yeah awkward um, super awkward yeah. and then you know we moved to southern california and then i was in a room with 15 other kids a lot who, different then yeah so the fellowship yeah, they was moved the to california fellowship. heather california yeah. everybody's broken there oh go ahead okay, Kate. Wow. especially southern <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so th- really i mean i wish that i had back then uh worked the program that they wanted me to work but of course i'm a teenager. Right. How uh, old were you during that chunk of time? Ish. Thirteen. Okay. Maybe even. 12. So you were like not interested in doing this work just because my mother is a stupid alcoholic. What is this? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I just really met other kids that you know had the same similar backgrounds and problems. Yeah. Exactly. So it was more of a fellowship than actually getting down to the nitty gritty. I Got guess. It. Got just it. Other kids that understood what you were going through. Exactly. Were you actually going through anything at the time? Like. Were there difficulties in your life because of your mom's drinking, or was it just... Let me ask you this. Was it more that Chris was concerned about you, or that you were actually going through something? So I think, like, and they talked about it when they were on the show, but I think my Chris was so... um concerned with her that he wasn't concerned with me and so I did whatever I wanted because nobody was paying attention to me Mm. and that's how it felt for you at the time but I know that later even though he's your stepdad her alcoholism was getting so bad he was debating trying to figure out how to leave her and keep you himself right Mm -hmm. and so that was his true goal and perspective but I imagine with him not being alcoholic trying to teeter-totter back and forth between helping yay and being there for you and you know I can only imagine in my 13 year old mind I would be super resentful and I would feel very alone. Yeah. 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 I think definitely, you know, not only did he have to take care of two children, he also had to take care of my mom. So it was a lot for him. Um, And, you know, Chris's before Al-Anon was shut down. Uh um, Al-Anon is what, you know, brought him back out. And so, yeah. Wow. That is amazing. So when we talk about like mother, daughter, same ism or same uh, illness. Were you surprised, Gay, when when Kate came to you and said, "I think I have a drinking problem," or were you like waiting for it? Well, she didn't come to me. <laughs> <laughs> she actually wouldn't at the time that this whole incident happened. She wouldn't even talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did call Heather. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I got that call and uh oh wait a minute she called you first she did and i will tell you all about that phone oh, call when we come back we should talk yeah. about kate's b- poor decision making <laughs> skills i mean there's a, a handful of women you could have called so listen uh we will be right back after a few messages with gay and kate Welcome back. You're listening.
listening to Relevant Recovery Radio with your hosts, Heather and Donnie Mosier, and in studio, alcoholic mother-daughter duo. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to give a quick uh, like disclaimer. Uh, We've gotten some feedback from some of our listeners, and so this is a recovery radio show, and we have no control over some of the commercials that may air on our show. (laughs) And so if you hear commercials for drugs or alcohol or other things related to gambling and other things we've talked on. That algorithm makes no mistakes. They know their targeted audience, and we're sorry. We have no control over it. <laughs> that is funny. Some of our friends that listen to the show have come to us and been like, so you guys did an episode where you mentioned Kratom. There's actually a commercial for <laughs> so On Kratom. our show. How ironic, right? <laughs> right? Better work the steps and get recovered. Otherwise, that commercial going to make you relapse. Well, like you said, AI is smart. smart. They know their target audience. Mm-hmm. Right. So before we went to break, Kate, we talked a little bit about... Uh, your childhood with your mom, um, going into your dad sort of putting you in a program that you didn't want to be in. Talk about some of the difficulties that you had. Having an what, alcoholic mom? Yeah. What What was that like? So, like I said before, like it was a lot of um, resentment and anger, but I think what really was the shift was when she got sober and wanted to be a mom. Right. Or, you know, not wanted. She always wanted to be a mom, but... <laughs> She started being a mom. And, and you were I, probably, what, about what, 16 at that time? I don't even know. Maybe 15? Yeah. 15. Oh, that's yeah, the age where you should start years. hitting so your children. No, Tony, shut up. Yeah. yeah. So 15. So, um, so that was what was hard, was going from living a life without parents, basically, mm-hmm. right? Because physically they were there, but mentally and emotionally they were not, to mm-hmm. now having parents that care about my grades and care about if I'm doing well. You're like, where is this coming yeah, from? I'm where like, uh uh-uh. I don't like going to school. <laughs> I'm going to leave. And how hard was that for you, Gay, to get sober and then try to step into an authoritative role that you had not really been in because you were checked out? Right. Um, it was tough. Um, we had a few instances where it was just like, you know, she would do what she had always done and it was like pester me until she got what she wanted. Yeah. And, you know, at first she asked nicely, and then she asked nicely with an attitude, then she asked with <laughs> attitude, and then she asked with volume. And I would get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in my room now yeah. because I don't deserve to be talked to like this. And I would just kind of shut it down, um, you know. And it did take some time and some practice of doing that. Yeah. You know, um, she rebelled a little bit. Um, I think... That has Freshman to be hard. junior year, she got a really fun boyfriend <laughs> and started skipping school all the oh, time. Is this when I ran away to Mexico? Um, yeah, and went to Mexico <laughs> wow. without our knowledge. Wow. And you were sober when she did this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many phone calls to your sponsor in the first year over your kiddo? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but... You know, and our thing was, hey, we, ha-, you know, and Chris and I really came to a point where everything we did, you know, we talk about that unity in the fellowship. Yeah. And so I like to take the traditions of our fellowship and, and practice it in our relationship. So Chris and I really came together as far as parenting. Nobody said yes to her without checking with the other person. Mm. Right. So when she started doing this, we sat down and said, OK, what do we do and Chris is like, well, we have to provide her shelter and, you know, clothes, but that's about it. So we took her phone, all her electronics. 
We took all of her makeup and things to do her hair. We took all of her clothes, except for like a couple pairs of sweatpants wow. and wow. some dirty She's rag. Evil, right? Some, right? Some Kmart Isn't clothes. Isn't this terrible? Yeah. And we're like, hey, you're not going to school. You know, until you're 18, we have to, you know, provide a place for you. But the extra stuff, that's because we like you. So question, I have a question. (laughs) Kate, did you ever start experimenting with drugs or alcohol before your mom got sober? Or was it all later after she got sober? No, I very clearly remember the first time I had tried drugs. Um, I, she came home. (laughs) I was like gone. I was so scared that she was going to catch me. But like, why did I care? Because like. She was drunk all the time. Anyways. She would have just shared it. Yeah. But I think that was the time that she was sober for like eight months and okay. then relapsed. relapsed yeah. um, so she might have actually been sober, but she went back out after that. Uh, and then I think what I did a lot was smoking cigarettes. And I mm-hmm. remember I would always get in trouble for that. Like my dad would like want to murder me. But it's crazy. It's like, who are you to judge me? Look at what mom's doing. Exactly. And that's how I felt. Right. Yeah. I And then like on top of that, you know, I have a sister that has an addiction problem. And so it was always like. I'm literally the good kid. Like, why are you guys caring about me? She's so much worse. Like, it was always I was. She does. Always, no, 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 no. A not, different sister. Not, oh, oh okay. sister with not bio my dad. sister. Yeah, not my daughter. Her sister. Sister with her her, sister. her biological dad. He's so confused. Yes. Well, you know. we'll draw you a family tree later, darling. Yeah. Just go Is it going to be as messed up as mine? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I understand those. Yeah. We can do a mind map. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the the drugs you're experimenting with were they normal like? Normal 13-year-old drugs. But I want to preface it with this because here's the idea. There's an idea that if you just talk to your kids about drugs or if the kid just sees drugs or alcohol being a problem for somebody else, they're just not going to do it. And I don't find that that's true ever. Mm -mm. So I actually love that you brought this up because my birth father uh, was a meth addict and he believed full-heartedly, do not tell her about addiction, don't tell her about alcohol, don't tell her about, don't tell her. She was gung-ho about like we talked about it we were open about our past with each other we were very open even though we resented each other and I will say I think that like you know I came into the room so early because I knew Mm -hmm. what alcoholism looked like instead of trying to shelter me from it and hide it yeah Yeah. but I want to kind of flip it and say even with the knowledge of what you watched your mom go through that did not prevent you from having your own experience absolutely doesn't prevent anything right but it does you'll you can know you'll see the signs the right? information is important because i always grew up thinking you know a drug addict is like homeless or always on the streets or you know and even though that was my experience later when i was a drug i had no idea that i was also an alcoholic because i had no clue what alcoholism was right and if i had been exposed to the education from your dad being in, in allen on taking you to alateen um i may have saw the signs much sooner because i got mm. sober late i got sober late I'm still a firm believer that we we do something about it when we're ready. I well, don't sure. Think... I doesn't. Oh yeah, but you know, I got sober at 43, and yep, my 41. daughter got sober at 22. 22. But you know, the younger so... generation, they're wussies. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. And I'm they I'm glad for that because know. <laughs> you know, and maybe it is the education that we spared her. Mm-hmm. Oh, the yeah. next twenty years of yeah, and putting you know, my kid through the same four thing that DUIs I was and yeah, so, just so chaos. I have a big question for you guys, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Did the drugs and alcohol ever mix? Did the time periods mix? What do you mean? Did you oh, ever did we do, do drugs together? together? Yeah. No? Oh well, wait. <laughs> I love to tell this story about her. Oh, he loves. She, she loves hates it. So one time when I was grounded, she took my phone away. Yeah. But then. 
she wanted to get some things. Yeah. Like so what? she gave me my, meth. Meth? Um, so she gave <laughs> me my phone, really but drunk. she told me yeah. it was for and weed. That was, well, so that'll keep you from that. a blackout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but so she, I got weed from my weed dealer, and then she talked to my weed dealer one-on-one and asked for meth. And then she proceeded, we proceeded to smoke weed together and she passed out on the couch and then threw up all over the floor. And so she never got her meth. <laughs> so you hear that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, meth is bad, okay? <laughs> but that was it. After that, I think very soon after that couple months, she, that's when she got sober this last time. And I'm always curious about another thing with, with my family. I'm literally almost the only drug addict alcoholic in my entire family tree on either side. And uh, there's a distant cousin that's an alcoholic, but um, I'm always curious about the genetic component. Uh, oh yeah, because that, on my side it's the opposite of yours. You're you're you literally are probably the only one. Although yeah. your dad lacks them peels every now and yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, but he's <laughs> able to put them down. He is. He doesn't have the problem. And on my side, my mom died a drug addict. Her mom died an alcoholic, like active. And so going you know, up like, your family tree on either side is alcoholism in your genetics. Did Kate just get bad genes? Thanks, Gabe. <laughs> well, and you know what? If you were to ask me as a kid if my birth parents, uh, my mother, she's a teetotaler, right? Yep. Couple, a half a glasses of wine, and she's woohoo, <laughs> right? But if you would have asked me growing up, I could have swore to you that my dad was an alcoholic. Okay. But in our literature, it says, given a sufficient reason... We can stop or put it down. And he was able to stop. And he was able to stop. Not a it's chronic so alcoholic. Yeah, the, the genetics thing is so weird. We know it's there, but we don't really know a lot about it. So listen, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to be back in a few minutes with two hot moms in studio. <laughs> Wait, three. <laughs> Welcome back to One Idiot and Three Hot Moms on a Microphone. There we go. Yeah, there you Six. go. I, I wanted our audience to know that um, during the break I took a beating because even though I said we, meaning Heather and I, will be back with two hot moms, uh, the ladies were irritated that I didn't include my wife, who is a hot mom indeed. So yes. Thanks for fixing that. Yeah. <laughs> will? One point, th- one point Donnie. <laughs> no brownie point today. No. <laughs> All right, so Gay, you do... Finally, get and stay sober. What was the difference that time? Chris, I thought we talked about that. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, it was, you know, um, for some chronic uh, alcoholics, we have to, you know, literally burn our lives to the ground. So um, as I was drinking, uh, you know, Kate was always my daughter, right? I had another daughter from a previous marriage that, you know, wasn't mine. Kate was mine. She was always with me. So this is the holidays in uh, 2012. Uh, Kate goes to school one day mm-hmm. and she tells her, uh, and I do not fault my daughter for this, you know, I'm grateful to her every day for doing this. Um, and she probably didn't know this, what would happen, but she went to school and uh, she said to her school counselor, she was tired of her mom picking her up drunk every day. Oh. I didn't snitch. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. Snitch. How old were you? Snitches get stitches, Kate. Uh, I was a freshman in high school. So. Okay. So, yeah, okay. so you should have known better. Go ahead, Gay. No. <laughs> so CPS had been called. Yeah. 
and uh, came to our house and basically told Chris, you know, if she doesn't get sober, either we'll take Kate from you or you have to throw Gay out of the house. Yeah, he would have right? to leave you or get you out of the house to protect right. Kate's well-being. So there's one yep. CPS case. Uh, Christmas is coming. Um, my daughter, who is always with me, who's mine, I claim her as mine. I had immaculate conception right here <laughs> um, in making her, uh, had told me that she did not want to spend the holidays with me oh. and went to her dad's. She had always been, like I said, always been with me. Yeah. And she went to her dad's. So that one hurt. That was a blow. So Christmas Eve, 2012, uh, I w- got drunk, went shopping in a blackout and drove two and a half hours from home mm. barefoot Yeah, um, <laughs> and was arrested for DUI. Yeah. Um, I came Was that to, your first DUI? Oh, no. Yeah. Fourth. <laughs> well, uh, they, they'll give you that many of them? Uh, well, I, I keep giving them to so you. So the apparently. nice thing is, well, it's not a nice thing. <laughs> I was a um, functioning, I guess, alcoholic for a while because the law used to be you could get one every seven years. Mm-hmm. So the first one I got, I was a juvenile, so it was expunged. And then the next one I got... And then the next one that followed after that was seven years. They were like seven years apart, oh. each one. You know, like in video games when you get that. like. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was calculating. Yeah. What can I drive looking at? So, you know, like on video games when, like, you know, you do certain things and you get badges. I believe that if you can get that many DWIs without crashing or hurting anyone, maybe you get a badge for that. Oh, no. One was. <laughs> a trophy. I, I was. Or was it prison? I reached down <laughs> to grab my phone in my car and hit a parked car. Oh. So that was number three. <laughs> All right, so now we know that... doesn't sound that, very high yeah. You were drunk for that one. Gay can't... This doesn't sound like very yeah, high see? functioning to me. No. It doesn't. I think no. gay's still no, in I'm delusion. Just saying, I'm just saying, I was getting him, you know... That's why anytime somebody comes in the rooms and they're like, I'm a functional alcoholic, we all giggle. Really? Yeah. Let's dissect this. Right. You might still have some All right, delusion. so then so, this was enough. These three incidents were enough, like you... Sitting in jail, and then I think the straw that broke the alcoholic's back was uh, when I finally talked to my husband, which was now Christmas morning. Um, you know, he came, had to drive two hours from home to come get me. And, from jail? Yeah, from jail. I come out of jail. He just gives me a big hug and he's like, we'll get through this. Mm. And I freaking lost it. Yep. Um, so it's just support of Aladon. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And then as we were driving home, kind of in silence, you know, I think that moment of clarity hit me. And but you, you drank again, though, right? Um, well, I, I I told Chris on the way home, I said, I need to go back to re- to rehab. Yeah. I need to be separated from alcohol. Um, I meth. did drink the next day. <laughs> yeah, I did and drink the next day because I was so, I was shaking. Yeah. That was the first time that had ever happened. Oh, so you started um, into DTs. DTs. Yeah. yeah. So he got me like a quart of Sierra Nevada. That was my last drink on yep. <laughs> December 28th of uh, 2012. And so then you did go to treatment. And that's when you got so at that time. Kate, treatment. you never went to treatment. Nope. Never nope. went to treatment. And so that's let's right. talk for a moment about... One chip wonder right here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Donnie's whole... She's not a sure. one chip wonder. No, I'm not. She's oh, not. I, I guess I'm alone. Yeah. yeah. But let's talk about your last spree period, a downward spiral. When did you start to become aware that maybe I have a problem too? So um, I love the way that our literature describes it of a, a 
uh, switch being flipped where we lose all control of our liquor consumption. And um, I realized I'm pretty sure that it did happen before I had my daughter. Before I had my daughter, I was heavily addicted to Vivans and Adderall pills. Mm-hmm. But and it she's, was she's two. She's two. Okay. Two and a half. Uh, but it was literally a month before I found out I was pregnant. And mm-hmm. so, like, I really couldn't, you know, not a lot of time gauge there. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, after I had her, you know, I stayed sober while pregnant with her and then uh, had her and stayed sober for the first couple of months with breastfeeding and all of that. And then, once I had one, boom, boom, 12 pack every night. Yeah. Uh, if not more. Um, and then it was really just like, I didn't care about myself. Like, Hygiene wise, I didn't care about my daughter. I didn't care about the father of my daughter, the dogs that we owned, the apartment we had, like any of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't care. I didn't care about the job, the career that I spent $22,000 going to school for to be in. I didn't care about showing up on time. I just didn't care about anything other than getting a drink. Like, full unmanageability. And I remember before you called me, wasn't there an episode of like a work party you went to, if you want to tell that. So I used to be a lovey drunk. I used to love everyone. (laughs) And then as my drinking progressed, I definitely think that um, alcoholism is a progressive disease 100%. I don't, I didn't start out blackout drunk. I mean, I did, but like, it wasn't like that every time. Anyways. (laughs) um, We call it time traveling. So yeah, towards the end of my drinking, I was an angry drunk. And so I... Got into a big fight with a couple of my coworkers because we had a pool party and I got too drunk, way too drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, fought with my coworkers, had the father of my daughter come and pick me up. Fought with him and just I was fighting with everybody. Um, and then why, I, let me ask you this: Why was everybody against you that day? <laughs> Because obviously you weren't the one with the problem. Listen, I have a problem with blaming people. And so like everything that goes wrong in my life can be blamed on someone else. She is a victim. I am a victim. So let me let me ask you guys this. Because I think we're in our last segment. No. We're in the third? Yeah. Okay, because I want to make sure we get all of this in. Because this is really important. I want to know. So you are now eight years into your sobriety at the time. Mm-hmm. And you find out. That your daughter, did you have any suspicion? She didn't find so out So I called me. Heather yeah. and I asked her to sponsor me and she said no. I said no because I'm best friends with your mama. Yeah. And then she sent me to really scary Candace, which has been on this show candy as pants. well. Shout out to Candace. Um, and now she's candy. Now she candy she's candy. not that scary. If, if Candace was a character on a TV show, <laughs> she would be the guy on The Walking Dead that carries the bat with the... <laughs> Negan. Yes, actually, she's more like the red monster on the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Like, Ooh. you think it's really scary, and, and then, then it's, it's really sweet. Yeah, candy no. is really sweet, but we talking about the same Candace. Yeah. But I saw okay. her when I first <laughs> got to her doorstep, and I went, This is Heather from 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Like, I was like, yeah. Okay, so this really is Heather 2.0. Yeah, she, Heather's about 20 years older than her, too. That's not True, we're like seven no, years apart. Like seven it's years like 20, apart. 20 no. years apart. I'm going to kill you after this show. But Candace looks like she's 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I hate you all. Wow. Well, <laughs> anyways. So I so I sit down with her and I'm like a deer stuck in headlights. Yeah. Uh, terrified. Uh, and really not, not, not there yet. I thought I was, but yeah. I wasn't. Uh, you had one more drink in you. Yeah. So I did one, <laughs> uh, you know, I did a couple steps and uh, I think that's all the girls that we send Candace by the way <laughs> they all yeah. got one more Brie, drink Brie had the same thing you had the same thing yeah we all got one more in us. 
Um, but Let even me just Candace. double check before I do this with Candace. Right. Yeah. She scares me. I'm going to need a drink. No. <laughs> but I, then I, I, was I ready. think the, the, the process of deciding I'm going to take this action and work these steps and, and try this to see if it keeps me sober and fixes my miserable internal condition too, not just the drink. Um, that's something that you don't go into lightly. You really got to be convinced. And most people mm-hmm. need to drink again, just yeah. like right. you did. Yeah, I uh, definitely needed to. Yeah, I didn't hit the the twelve step fellowship because I just had nothing better to do. Yeah. No. Right, and I didn't hit it because it sounded like a good idea. I hit it because I literally had no other option left on the planet. The elevator mm-hmm. goes to the ground floor. There's only one option left. Yeah. Yeah. to work the yeah. steps. And Take so, the when you <laughs> when you found out, did was it surprising? Did you see this coming? <clears throat> I think I kind of suspected it. Yeah. Okay. You know, but. What can you do? Right. Your kid. You can't right. fix your kid. Well, we're going to take uh, one more break. Okay? Yeah. I didn't say anything bad that I have to apologize for coming Not back yet. from this one. We'll no, see. Okay this <laughs> Don't Five, go anywhere. Four. We'll be right back. <laughs> I like that song. I was going to wait a minute. Johnny. All right. We're back with Relevant Recovery Radio. I love that guitar I like lead. it when they do the Manson song. The, yeah, that That's is. That's my favorite. It's probably one of mine, too. Uh, so when we when we left a minute ago, um, I asked you, Gay, if you were surprised when Kate said, hey, I got a problem. And you said you were kind of, kind of not. I had some suspicions, right? Um, How about Chris? You know, uh, no, he does not think so i mean i still to this day i he's not convinced she's an alcoholic does he say that out loud he tells her that which i don't like how do you feel Mm. about that kate i don't think it really um affects me like before i got sober i cared about what everybody thought of me um and really the way that I've changed since being sober, you can't tell me that I didn't have a problem. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. Like you can't because right. I was literally a ball of anxiety with my head down, my eyes down. I didn't look at anybody. I was ashamed. I held on to guilt, resentment, all of these things. And I don't feel any of that anymore. So. And the beauty of our fellowship is if you have any experience getting down with allergy and obsession, like we have a place for you. We want to help you navigate this and work the steps with you. And it's like you get to a whole different internal freedom that you wouldn't trade for anything in the world. And so it's like I, I love the the potential alcoholics kind of stories. They in the stopped back. in time. They stopped mm-hmm. in time because it's like you don't have to spend 20 more years mm-hmm. burning your life down to the ground, getting four DWIs and going to treatment multiple times like your mom did. Like, Although Gay and I have a lot better stories. Lot yeah. more <laughs> I think that there is one good story about someone Doing something in your car. Well, wait, real quick. Wait, hold There's on, Gabe. Wait, good wait, hold on, hold on. PSA, though. Uh, for those of you listening, when when Heather talks about allergy obsession, we just want to throw it out there again in case anybody's listening and you want to know if you have the illness of alcoholism. It's real simple. When I start drinking, because I have this allergy that Heather references, when I put drink number one in my body, I want drink number two more. I want drink number three more than two and four number three. The craving builds. This, there's a craving that builds inside of me. But when I have the alcohol out of my system, it's gone, right? I don't necessarily feel anything. It's only when I put that drink in my body. Yeah. And then there's a mental aspect. Mm-hmm. They call that, it the insanity. The insanity that 
Even though I know every time I drink, I do these things and I drink way too much. You keep putting it back in your body. You keep putting it back in your body. It's not the fourth drink or the tenth drink that's the problem. It's the fact that I can't not leave one alone sometimes. Like that sometimes I'm insane and I have a mental blank spot or a moment of insanity and I try the game again. And so if we have any experience around that... Welcome to chronic alcoholism. Yeah, and, and if you think you might have a problem, please look up Relevant Recovery Radio Facebook, look up the Instagram, send Heather a note. Yeah. We're happy to, either one of us will talk to you and help you figure that out. I want to spend yeah. the rest of my life trying to help people identify or not or get the right solution in front of them. And so that's why I love working for Matthew's Help. There's all sorts of different elements of ways that people can receive help. It's not a cookie cutter thing. It's not. Recovery is not the same for everybody. And so if you need any information about that, call us at 844-263-4673 and we can give you information about our program. All right. right hold on. Yeah. Gay, sure? what was the uh, the funny story about Gay? I mean, about Kate. So, I, you know, as a recovered alcoholic, um, you watch the people around you that are normal <laughs> drink, right? <laughs> right. So I used to watch Kate drink and she would get like how I did, really loud, really kind of obnoxious. <laughs> um, what? But this one time, now, and I do have to preface this by saying, this kid, when she was little, was the cutest thing ever. <laughs> she um, loved being with her friends so much, she would stay outside and hold her pee as long as she could. <laughs> <laughs> she would come running into the I house. The same. She would start dancing. So she could get her pants down, you know, and I used to always call it the pee-pee dance. Yeah. So one night while she's intoxicated, I I don't know where we were. I think we were at- You were uh, in public? Yeah. We were at- I uh, myself quite you, I also <laughs> lost lack of control of my bladder. <laughs> For sure. Yes. And mom being sober driver, mom's driving her home and she's like, mom, I got to pee. I got to pee. I'm like, hold it. And she starts wiggling in the chair and she- peed in my car. <laughs> brand new I stopped I'm like get out of my car oh no <laughs> no I think that was the cruise huh yeah it was the cruise was but I, that's why she traded it in yeah yeah, yeah the sure. PC. Yeah, the PC. <laughs> on the Carfax report because smells it, like pee <laughs> <laughs> right right never wrecked never flooded smells like pee so yeah and then you know the whole day that the blow up happened like I didn't know um, what was going to happen, but I am grateful to God every day that her moment of clarity came mm-hmm. and that she called Heather. Mm. You know, even if, I, I'm I'm probably glad it wasn't me because I probably would have been the bad Al-Anon and done everything I wasn't supposed to do. Right, it's because, really hard when it's family. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost impossible when yeah. it's family. Yeah, yeah. That's the hardest part. When you're too close to it, like a loved one, you really can't provide the level of help that they need, Mm -hmm. even if you're an alcoholic. Right. Like it really, the the ears, the weight and depth has to come from someone else most of the time. Right. Talk for a minute about integrating into 12-step recovery together, because we all share a home group. We go to meetings together. We fellowship together. Is it weird being in the same room? I feel like as far as meetings, it came pretty naturally. 
Yeah. I think once we started hanging out with the same friends, it got a little <laughs> bit like, and then, you know, we have, you know, I have a daughter, she has a grandbaby. So, but it's nice. Like we're like, okay, I'm going to go to this event and I'll have Cora and then you can go to this event and you'll have Cora or we bring her and we both tag team her at an event together. And, and right. sometimes we come home and y'all are all just in the pool. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. in our pool. <laughs> our pool. <laughs> we're not yeah. even home. They're in our yeah. pool. It's amazing. Yeah. I love it. I do we too. like to do some breaking and entering and entering people's We just pools. gave you keys now. Yeah, You're just good. Yeah, I know. Have keys. Um, actually, you know, since Kate got sober, um, she's blossomed. Yeah, I mean, I into this beautiful, amazing woman with integrity. She's still late to work every now and then, <laughs> so I do hold comment. her accountable for that. But um, other than that, she, I mean, she's a fantastic, loving mom. I didn't even know she worked with you. No, she doesn't. Wait, she holds you accountable for a job that's your own? I know that that she's late sometimes. There's a 12-step program for that, too. (laughs) I know. I know. My husband's been trying to get me in now. Yeah, ask him about it. Maybe you can work it as poorly as he does. I don't know. Oh. (laughs) He's kidding, by the way. Yeah, tell him not to listen to this show. Yeah, don't listen to this episode. It's going to show up at your front doorstep tonight. Or in this air. He's going to come pee in our pool. But I think it's cool to watch because we were at a meeting the other night and uh, there was a new woman and I was like, this is a mother-daughter and she was like, that's cool. My son's right over there and her son was in the room with her. Yeah. Oh yeah, Parker really and his mom. Yeah, I just love seeing families that do recovery together. Right. Yeah. So what about, so how do you feel watching your mom in recovery from when you were a kid? I love it. So like I said, I had a dad that was addicted to meth and a, you know, an alcoholic mom and I watched the way that my dad that was addicted to meth worked a program and his working a program was let's stick this out one day at a time you know meeting one makers, miserable day one at a time miserable day at a time meeting makers make it you don't have to do anything clean up the wreckage of your past you don't have to do all that and i watched this woman clean up the wreckage of her past get a relationship with god um and she talks about me blossoming i mean i hated her i hated her <laughs> and now this is my best friend i call her three times Aww. a day if not more right and that's that's the beauty That's of the fruits of the program, the, the spiritual steps, way of life, getting a sponsor right. and working reconciling the, the relationships. Yeah. Right, right. I love that so much. Thank you guys so much yeah. for being on the show today. This is a treat. We, almost, we may us. have to do a part two. This we is might. Awesome. Just There's like more good story stories. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's not the only one that got a DUI. Oh yeah. Thank goodness for fires in California, right? Yeah. Yeah. And don't forget, if you need any information about the Matthews Hope program, go to www mhdrp.org or give us a call at 844-263-4673 follow us on Instagram or Facebook and don't forget those who stand for nothing will fall for anything and uh, we may have to do like I said we may have to do a part two yeah maybe uh, maybe in a week or two and uh, have you guys back in because this has been completely interesting to me Um, even though I know you guys and you're in my life every day I love hearing the good the bad the recovery so the good, the bad, the recovery. I like. I yeah. love that. <laughs> Thank you guys. I just so came much. with that on the spot. All right. <laughs> All right. Hashtag God though. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.